to, oh dang, Bigfoot stole my car with my friend's birthday present inside. Earlier in our adventure, our uh, intrepid party found that their car, or rather Hank McGruff's car, a cutlass, had been stolen with all their birthday presents for one lovely friend, Percival Hornack, inside. Uh, they noticed that wherever Bigfoot went, there was a stream of hysteric people all eager to find Bigfoot, uh, as well as occasionally their rival, a man known as Preppy Brian, who was determined to thwart them at every turn. They found themselves in the middle of a Star Wars Battle of Endor uh, recreation LARP uh, in Rock Creek Park <laughs> and uh, managed to navigate that amidst a hurricane of seagulls and uh, managed to make their way into Adams Morgan, where they found Bigfoot with the clever use of a cardboard box trap. Uh, but as he was revealed and as they were about to take a picture with him, he fell unconscious, as did Jerry, who had found him. Who had found him? Who had found him. Uh, at the hands of Preppy Brian and a knockout dart. And so we return to the scene with... The crowd in Adams Morgan, the hysteria of Bigfoot, the Bigfoot mania having died down somewhat. And Chet, Hank McGruff, and Helma turning the corner to the alleyway to see an unconscious Jerry on the ground. What would you like to do? I throw myself to my knees and I scream, No! Why? Oh, wait, she's not dead. I run, I run up and I, and I, uh, would like to try and revive Jerry with the smell of the shamrock shake that I have from the McDonald's because it's February. <laughs> Amazing. Roll wacky. So that's going to be 2d6. I got a five and a three. Uh, rolling reckless or patient? This is going to be patient, I think. Then I got a success and I yeah. got my number. Oh, so happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Right. Shamrock shakes are on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Shamrock shakes in whatever season this is when they would normally not be available. Uh, oh, yeah, that's and voila, better. Somehow, just the simple smell of the shamrock shake overcomes whatever neurotoxin this was. And Geraldine pops awake. Uh, as you do so, Hank, you look to the ground and you see that there are a couple discarded things such as a bean burrito, a five-layer burrito, a Crunchwrap Supreme. There's a small, a small trail of what you estimate to potentially be $200 worth of Taco Bell goods leading away from Geraldine's un formerly unconscious body. Oh, no. Bigfoot? Uh, this is just like the time someone stole my credit card and bought... $3,500 worth of Subway sandwiches. Helma, hold my shamrock so shake. Fresh. Hold my shamrock shake. And I drop to my knees and go, no! <laughs> and uh, oh. a, a random Adams Morgan yuppie is going to round the corner and go, hey, I heard a lot of like loud declaiming happening over here. Are y'all Are y'all okay? We're fine, Bill. Go back to tail up goat. I'm oh. going to put. <laughs> Bill right. goes back We're to tail up right. goat. <laughs> Bill's a sommelier tail up goat who I know. <laughs> Shout out to Bill. He's an awesome dude. Uh, are any of these food, is any of this, this Taco Bell, is it still in the wrapper? It's all still in or the wrapper. 
I gather them up and I put them into my bag. <laughs> the laptop bag of holding. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's getting full. <laughs> Percy can can just use his microwave to just heat those up and and it'll be even better because he doesn't have to worry about like taxes or driving to the store or them ordering something and forgetting the cheese because it's already all there. Thank you, Chet. You're welcome. Happy birthday, Percy. I got you the second hand, Gordita. <laughs> uh, at one point... I am depressed. It's just pre-loved. It's a pre-loved Gordita, that's all. Just extra love in it. Helma did offer you your shamrock shake, just so you were Thank aware. you, Helma. Uh, not, not to... Not to um, cut in on the the grieving of the Taco Bell, which I understand is very near and dear. Six months. Six months. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. Um, But before I passed out. Well, okay, let's back up. The reason I passed out was because of preppy fucking Brian. That guy's the worst. Dude, he shot me in the neck with a sleep dart. Like, that what? only happens in movies. Yeah. Jerry reveals that there is a sleep dart still embedded in her neck. Oh, my this, God. This one. Look at that. It's kind of cool, though. Wait. Hey, hey, Helma, do you have the camera with you? Can you? Like, I just, I mean, this only happens in movies and it happened to me. So could you, like? Yeah. Here. It's evidence. Can I take the picture? Jerry poses with this dart. That's probably going to bleed a lot when we take that out, but we definitely got to take that out. Okay. Does anyone have a first aid kit? Maybe back at the RV. I'm sure the RV has one. Are we near a drugstore? We have. I have some napkins. We found some napkins on the ground. Maybe you could just There's Taco Bell napkins. That That's a good yeah. chance. Your neck. I, mean, I don't know. I don't think it hit the biggest artery, right? I think it's I think it's a little to the left. I'm I'm willing to risk it. We don't want to lose sight of our our our, our new friend can Bigfoot. I, can I do a can I do a a a, a check on this? <laughs> what are you trying to accomplish with said check? To make sure that it's not that we don't have to take Jerry to the hospital. All right. So go ahead and be patient. So that's two d six. Is a, I want I want a low number. I'm patient, right? Yeah, you want to roll under your number, and it's actually a one d six. I don't think any of your abilities apply to this. I got a one. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, Jerry will likely not need to go to the hospital, but you know, a first aid, a little bit of first aid would would go a long well, way. Well, let's let's take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna Jerry put put your hand over the take these napkins, put it on your neck. And I'm gonna take the take the dart out. Let's get back to the RV. Hey, 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 Helma. Can I give you this dart? Maybe you could figure out what it is. Okay. And I I do this with my sleeve so you not get my fingerprints, you know, just in case mm-hmm. we can sue Brian. Very smart. And I take it. All right. Okay. And would you like to investigate it to see what it is? Sure. I got the computer, the laptop, if you want it. Oh. Maybe when we get back to the RV. Yeah, let's go to the RV. You go back to the RV. You all load on in. And uh, uh, Helma, as you analyze the dart, if that's what you're trying to do, you may give me an investigator roll. So 2d6. 
and patient. So you want to roll under your number. I rolled under my number. Amazing. Y'all are rolling so well. That's uh you are going to realize that this is horse tranquilizer. <gasps> Hinkies, this is the horse tranquilizer. It would be. He would be an equestrian. Doping is not cool, bruh. As you think about it, Helma, there is a place along Rock Creek Park where they do keep horses. That's true. That's fucking true there is. <laughs> this is the only area of DC I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Do you think Brian took Bigfoot? Oh, he definitely took Bigfoot. The place where he had horses? It's worth a shot. Yeah, and especially if it's near here, because like I don't think I don't think Preppy Brian could drag Bigfoot very far. Unless he had a cart of some kind. Let's check it out. All right, so y'all are going to where the horses are on Rock Creek Park. How are you getting there? To where the horses we'll, are. We'll drive. Hey, hey, Chet, do you feel more comfortable dressing Jerry's wounds or driving the van? Uh, I can drive the van. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can, I can dress this. All right, go ahead and just give me a D6 to dress it. And Chet, go ahead and give me a D6 to drive. All right. I rolled my number. A happy birthday. birthday! You. Is there any insight you would like on that? I don't think there's any extra special insight <laughs> no, to I give on it. I just want to do a real good job so we don't have to worry about it ever again. You do a real good job and you don't have to worry about it ever again. Is I'm going like... to make it look kind of cute. I'm going to put a little yeah, bow. And... Make a little bow. Yeah, and Chet, I think this is patient unless you're driving recklessly. This is patient. Okay, no, I'm not driving recklessly. Great, uh, so yeah. Yeah, so I, I I succeed. I succeed. You succeed. I'm incredible. So yeah, you uh you chug along in the little van heading down heading back to Rock Creek Park. Uh Jerry's wound is dressed beautifully. Uh are you doing anything in the meantime, Helma? Or Jerry, are you doing anything while your wound is being dressed? Yeah, I think I'm just telling Chet about all the weird little uh things about the van. Oh. Yeah, like I'm like, uh, uh, Chet, just like be careful. Sometimes the sunshade falls down in your face. What if you go? Oh, yeah, like, like, yeah, like that. Just, oh. just jam it back up in there. Yeah, oh. yeah. And I know you can't totally see all the way out of the left hand side rear view mirror, but like, you just you don't really need that one, you know? That's okay. So, My neck is yeah. like hypermobile, so I can just like twirl it around like an owl. Oh, like an owl. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love that. Oh, owl van. Woo. Yeah. Oh, this. It's good thing you're driving, Chad. I feel a little, a little woozy. Okay. <laughs> From the, the, having been horse tranquilized. Helma, right, what are bud. you up to? Uh, let me put the dart in a plastic bag for safekeeping. Okay. There are plenty of plastic bags in the van. And uh, as you all are driving down Rock Creek Park and you see that the sun is beginning to set, you are beginning to worry that perhaps you're going to be fashionably late to Percy's party in Silver Spring. Uh, but as you begin to approach that little side road that where it's uh, it's 2006, so I bet it was gravel. Uh, you see a gravel road <laughs> leading off down off of the Rock Creek Park main roads, Beach Drive. And you uh, you see ahead that there is a small complex there. And standing on either side of the main door are two preppy-looking fellows in polo shirts with popped collars. 
They appear to be holding lacrosse sticks as their weapons. God, they're standing at attention. Chet? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, like, try and seduce them. All right, Chet, you, uh, what does this look like? So, I, uh, I, like, rip my shirt a little bit so it's, like, popping off my shoulder. <laughs> and, and I hike up my pants to show a little calf. Because I have, like, sick calves, man. Like, they're just, like, beautiful. And I condition my calf hair. Like, I condition the rest of my body so it shines. Uh, There is some olive oil in the van. (laughs) Yeah, there's some olive oil in the van. And I, like, gently just rub a little bit of Old Bay Chip. Just right on my neck (laughs) and on my wrists. To provide that special ode irresistible scent. That that irres- irresistible lax bros. Yeah. So, yeah. so this sounds like you were prepared. <laughs> sounds like this is face and smooth. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get a full 3D6 on this one. Wait, is this patient or reckless? This is patient. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I pass all of them. All of them. Amazing. So that's a critical success. So describe to me what happens when you walk up to these two lacrosse stick wielding prep guards. So I walk up to them real slow and real smooth, and I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? And you hear them both go, oh, hey. And then I go, you play lacrosse? I play a little lacrosse, too. It's so cool. And then I, like, flip my hair, and then I'm like, can I... Can I hold your lacrosse stick? And uh, obvious innuendo aside, they both immediately prefer their uh, their lacrosse sticks to you. And then I, I'm like, ooh, wow, they're so long and sticky. Wait, no, not like that. Not like that. Because they're sticks. They're sticky like sticks. <laughs> These are definitely two long pole midfielders. <laughs> and then I drop the sticks and I'm like, oops. And I just like bend over sensuously. And then I like grab the sticks and I'm like, why don't you fellas follow me? And then we walk away from the gate the two lacrosse players like almost completely charmed by chet their eyes glazed over with what is some form of perhaps lust begin to follow you away from the door where do you lead them i lead them around the corner just like just around the corner from from the barn and i i start like chatting and then with as I walk away, I slowly like wave my hand frantically, like go, 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 go. So, so they know oh, yeah, to we go. All go. We roll out. Yeah. As, so- <laughs> as soon as, as soon as like there's any opportunity, the rest of us like get try to get in the door. All right. So let's go ahead. Since this is a risky move, let's each of you roll d6. Let's see how this is your equivalent of a stealth check. You said one d6. And it's going to be reckless, so you're going to want to roll over your number. Yeah, 1d6, unless you can convince me that this is serious or... (laughs) Taking my time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is reckless, so you're going to want to roll over your number. 
Ugh, I did not. Ooh. Alma. <laughs> I don't know there was any way to prepare. We were also transfixed by Chet's seduction. <laughs> you all had a smaller window. And uh, so it sounds like two of you did not succeed. Uh, so, uh, Jerry, I think you, your natural athleticism from shot put somehow helps you. And you very gracefully bound your way across and slip inside the door immediately into a like crouch position as if you'd been a practice super spy all your life. Hank and Helma, however, as you barrel into the door, you run smack into the chest of two more polo-wearing prep squad. <laughs> and they look at you, oh. and they raise their golf clubs high, and they go, intruders! <laughs> what do you want to do? And I take out my Taco Bell. Uh-huh. And I say, Crunchwrap Supreme. And go ahead and roll 1d6, <laughs> and it's wacky, so 2d6. What am I looking for? Uh, this I is got a good. four and a one. This is a pretty reckless move, so I think you want to roll over your number. At least I want to be all my own my number. <laughs> well, I didn't do it. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> Why did I choose wacky and a patient number? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it was a pretty reckless move trying to offer them, and one of them, with just a, a sneer on his face, swings his golf club, shattering the crunch wrap supreme in your hand, and you watch as bits of lettuce and a glob of sour cream fly in slow motion through the air out of your hands. A bits of the shell just beginning to crumble, dissolving in the air. And he levels his golf club at you threateningly. Alma, anything you want to do? Hmm. I say... Wait, I'm here to investigate the, <laughs> the horses. All right, this is going to be a it's a straight D6 and it's a pretty reckless lie. So that's a 1D6. Oh, I'm not going to do it. Trying to roll over your number. The other one levels his golf club at you saying... I don't believe that for a second. You look nothing like the horse investigator that came by five <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> and they begin to, at golf club point, begin to lead you back into the complex. Jerry, oh, into what the do complex. You, yeah, Jerry, what do you do? Uh, ooh, great question. I think I would like to... Uh, Oh, I would like to light my flare and make a distraction by throwing it Amazing. towards some horses to like spook the horses, not to hurt the horses. All right. Yeah. This is pretty reckless. <laughs> I'm going to say. So go ahead. Give me a D6 and see it's how this goes. pretty full of brawn. I don't think so. <laughs> Like tackling them, tackling them would have been brought. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, is it, it? Did you say earlier? Do I get like an extra roll for my flare item? You do because of the flare item because you got it early. You can add a D to this roll, one D to this roll. So you get two D six. It is Ooh. reckless. So you're gonna want to roll over your number. Over my number. Come on. Ooh, I got one success out of two. One success and one fail. So you <laughs> scrape by, but there's a complication. Okay. So I think here's what I want to do. I want to pull a Chekhov's cherry coke. Oh. <laughs> and as you fire off your flare, the horses in this complex are spooked. 
and they begin to whinny and bray. And as you stand up, there is an explosion in your bag <laughs> as the cherry Coke that has was shook when you grabbed it from the convenience store gas station combo and continued to shake on the whole ride over has just reached critical mass. Yeah. And it explodes in your bag, covering you in the sweet, delicious ch- taste of cherry Coke. <laughs> um, which I believe draws the guard's attention to you. What when that happens? Yes. <laughs> the attention is drawn away from me. I would like to calmly and coolly walk further into the complex out of view and hide from them. All right. That sounds patient. And that sounds, it's not prepared. So I'll say, uh, this is, but a, is it wacky? <laughs> I don't know. It seems pretty slick. It's a little slick to be wacky. So that's a D six to see what you that's can do. Fine. That's fine. No, that's not, that's, uh, I succeed. You succeed. Amazing. All right. Then yeah, you, Without a word, just keep walking and disappear into the complex. Helma, what are you doing in this moment? There are panicking horses all around you in the explosion that sounds suspiciously like Cherry Coke. I, oh. Uh, <laughs> That's all you do? You just, ah, uh, <laughs> make a noise. No. I, uh, <laughs> oh, my That's goodness. That's all she does. Yeah. You just, I, ooh. So what happened to the flare? Uh, the flare went off and it, it sparked through the air and exploded and the horses are all braying and whinnying scared because there's a bunch of horses here in this complex. Yeah, and you see Jerry stepping out drenched in cherry coke, but the guards' attention are drawn to her. What do you want to do in this moment? Wait, so did Jerry succeed on the sneaking in for nothing? Uh, well, Jerry revealed herself because there was a complication. Uh, yeah, but I distracted them so you can... Mm-hmm. You can do something. Do something. Okay, sorry, Jerry. I'm also walking away. (laughs) All right. That's fair. That's fair. Go ahead and roll D6 to follow Hank McGruff into the complex. And this is going to be a little reckless. So you're going to want to roll. Oh, no, this is patient. We said was yours, right? So this is a patient. You're keeping cool. So you're going to want to roll under your number. Okay, dice. Uh, Just one D6. (sighs) No. No. All right. So as you turn to go away the the little metal of the driver just sort of like hooks around your neck and pulls you a little bit back like a little performer's cane and one of them love uh he catches you trying to sneak off and goes hey where'd the other one go as the second guard begins to charge towards jerry club held high jerry what are you doing uh jerry jerry says should should have taken hank up on that taco bell offer and I would like to, uh, I don't know, just tra- charge towards this golf bro and try to tackle him. Yes. Roundhouse kick to the face. All right. <laughs> this is risky. So you're rolling a D6, and but it is brawn. So you get two D6. Yeah. And I want to get over my number for reckless. Uh, it's reckless. So you want to get over your number. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Ooh, one birthday, one success amazing so uh i guess for the additional insight you learned that the polos are ralph lauren um but (laughs) as you make that recognition you uh slam 
into him and just sort of like, you know, like get underneath his center of gravity, lift him up and then just kind of like pile drive him into the ground. He is knocked unconscious instantly. Uh, the other guard sees this immediately releases grip on Helma. OK, we got to try to run away again. All right, go ahead. Roll me a D6 to run away again. OK. I rolled my number. Amazing. So happy birthday. Happy yeah, birthday. you managed to slip, you slip away into the complex and you feel the gruff but gentle hand of Hank McGruff pull you around a corner and you two are sort of safely tucked away in this strange complex in the middle of Rock Creek Park. And uh, as the guard turns to charge Jerry, what are you doing? Uh, I'm picking up the other guard's golf club yes. and readying it. So this becomes a golf club duel. So this feels pretty reckless. <laughs> But you may use your brawn. Yes. Okay. So go ahead and give me 2d6 to see how you handle this guy. Golf club battle. And it's reckless. It's over your number. One birthday, one success. Amazing. So with one expert (laughs) flick, yeah, you disarm him instantly of the golf club, which goes spinning dramatically through the air. And one swing back cracks him across the face, and he drops like a hot sack of potatoes. And you make your way into the complex triumphantly, armed with your new golf club. Can I take his golf club also? You are now dual wielding golf clubs. <laughs> can I use can I use really quickly? Can I use the map that I have of Rock Creek? And can I just to like get which I'm sure has a picture like the complex that's on this, at least like an aerial view of it and just get general idea of where we are within it so that we can so I can like we can make smart decisions about where we investigate within this place. Go ahead and give me a D6 roll 2D6 for Navigator and let's see what happens. Oh, one success. All right. So, yeah, you pull up the map. Um, and I think of all the maps you pull up, you see that most of the map is covered in like sour cream and that whatever that meat is, the Taco Bell uses. Sure. Um, so you don't have a great read on the rest of Rock Creek Park, but at the very least, you can see sort of like there is a weirdly detailed portion of this complex <laughs> that is uncovered Neat. by sour cream. And you're able to see that you're right there near a big service elevator. Service elevator. Why not? <laughs> well, we got to find Chet, but. And it is at that moment that we'll pan over to Chet. <laughs> Chet, you have the amorous attention of two of the preppy guards. Well, under normal circumstances, I would just go all in, you know, with not want not. But but I I'm sorry. I have so many ideas and they're all terrible. <laughs> all my ideas are gay. So I think we're oh, fine. Well, they're all they're all gay, but they're not. They're just they're. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would just go all Chuck Tingle on this situation, but uh, I got to get back to my friends. So I, I like seduce them into like a three way kiss. And then as they're passionately kissing each other, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Just kiss them. And as they're making out, I like slowly creep away. Yes. <laughs> Give me a d6 for both smooth and face. So that's going to be 3d6 this time. Literally face. Yeah. Come on. This is what I wanted. Uh, I got two successes. Two successes. So that means you do it well. Good job. And so you watch as the, the two preppy guards realize as they're kissing one another that 
their true love was one another all along, <laughs> and they uh, it gets it gets X-rated very quickly, I'm sure, <laughs> um, as they sort of tumble into the woods in a passionate makeout, like almost cartoonishly, and you manage to slip back in, and you all, as you. Hank McGruff asks, where's Chet? We got to find Chet. Look back to Chet, silhouetted in the doorframe, hair fabioing out magnificently, is Chet. What's up, bros? He says to the whinnying of panicked horses. Call Mate. Uh, give me a D6. <laughs> this one is patient and smooth, so that's 2D6. You want to roll under your number. Okay. I succeed. <laughs> With a wave of his hand and the newfound serenity of having matched gaily two former enemies, the horses all respect this powerful authority <laughs> in the room and immediately silence themselves and in fact bow their heads as Chet walks by. <laughs> yes. You all four find yourself outside of the service elevator that leads down deeper into the complex. Well, this seems like a place, so <sighs> got to go in, I guess. All right. How, hey, I just passed you guys, like, knocked out. Like, who fought them? I did. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. And I, like, high-five you. I mm, transferred two golf clubs and high-five. <laughs> well, we should go in. Is there a lock on this elevator, or we can just go? There is not. You can just go. They didn't expect you to make it past four guards. Hey. Cool. As as we go down the elevator, I'm gonna turn to everyone and say, "Listen, I know it seems crazy, but this is pretty. This I, I'm feeling bad about Bigfoot, and I feel like maybe what we should do is actually just take Bigfoot to the party." <gasps> Hank, I bet you, I bet you, we can convince Bigfoot to come to the party, and then it would be like, then we can get lots of pictures, but also get Bigfoot out of this clearly dangerous situation. Hey, you know, let me tell you something. That's not crazy. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's two in one day. Ugh. High five. I'll take it. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all Sorry. high five. I haven't gotten one from anyone. One for you, Helma. Dude. Yeah. I think that's a pretty cool idea. We can all just like chill together at Percy's. Yeah. Yeah. Did Percy ever text back? Uh, like, you check your phone, chat, and Percy has not texted back yet. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, I'm going to text <laughs> Percy again. Do I have a signal? What do you, what, you do not have any signal. It's Rock Creek Park. You got, a, like, 2006 Verizon. It's a long elevator. Yeah, you know, like Mass Effect. And um, sure enough, as it dings and the large iron doors open for you... Uh, you see suspended over a pool of suspicious liquid by chains wrapped around his vague hairy torso is Bigfoot slumped unconscious and standing on a platform behind him like some sort of supervillain in his polo with his popped collar is Preppy Brian. And he looks over at you. He says, how did you make it past my guards? Well, the one thing strong enough to defeat your preppy hate is the power of love. So I, I led your guards to discover the love in one another's eyes. And as they passionately caressed 
and fondled each other and fell to the ground in a heap of passionate love, I knew that our cause would succeed. And Preppy the power Brian, of gay love. <laughs> Preppy Brian looks gently moved by this at first, but then quickly hardens his resolve and goes, no, no. My cause is just and I must succeed. You cannot reveal Bigfoot's existence to the world. Why not? People need the legend. People need the myth. And if you prove it's real, well, then the illusion is gone. Yeah. That's the, I, well, then people think, people need to let, people make fun of me for the legend. Hey, hey. Hey, you I made mean. fun of you for the legend. Why are you so mean, Preppy Brian? What the heck? Well, do you think being preppy leaves any room for goodness in your heart that's a good point we're like fanning out (laughs) right one of you is armed with two golf clubs the rest of you one with a i guess a fake lightsaber Um, i I have a light it is it's one of the good ones oh it's a nicely made lightsaber wait the kind uh, that they will one day use in tiktok you sure can Yeah. yeah you now have evidence okay i pull it out and there's a flash and preppy brian goes well that's the last mistake you'll make i can't let you leave here now (laughs) preppy brian just like chill out dude i too know the pressures of being popular and cool and how that can weigh on your spirit but you know sometimes the power of friendship is greater than all of that. So if you just believe in yourself, man, just believe in yourself, then, you know, you won't find the need to hurt other people or Bigfoot. Oh, that's a risky move. So uh, go ahead and give me 2d6 for smooth. I beat it. You beat it. Amazing. Uh, so it's patient. You want to roll under your number, yeah? Oh, I want to roll under my number. I thought you said it was a risky move. Oh, it's not reckless, though. Oh, uh, So it's patient because you're, you're staying under, you're keeping your cool, so that's going to be patient. Ah, uh, no. Okay, so, so then I fail. Yeah, unfortunately, he uh, is not moved by your words this time. And in fact, he pulls himself up to his full height and draws two lacrosse sticks from his back jumps down from the platform in a really cool way <laughs> and squares up against the four of you ready to take you all on and wait, really quickly uh, the rest of the area there's like is there like he bigfoot is just somehow suspended like yeah over suspicious liquid mm-hmm. is there okay is there some sort of like control panel or anything like that certainly why not it's on the other side of the room where he was okay cool I'm going to say, like, I'm just going to look at look at Jerry and be like, I need to get I'll get there. You take care of this this guy. Ooh, gladly. All right. Well, as he charges, Jerry, I think you jump in the way to take him on I a do. dual wielding battle of double lacrosse sticks versus double golf clubs. <laughs> Go ahead and roll brawn. Go ahead and roll reckless. Brawn. So that's going to be 2d6 and you run and roll over your number. Yeah. Two successes. Two successes. You are able to 
expertly hold him off. You've been watching your fantasy movies, and this is very much Hector and Achilles at Troy battling <laughs> their way across this area. Somewhere you suspect Duel of the Fates is playing, because that came out a couple years ago, too. <laughs> Seven right. years old, bro. Yeah, so while they're while the two of them are battling it out across this weirdly industrial complex, what are the rest of you up to? Hank McGruff, you have your opening. You can go for it. Yeah, I want to run. I want to run to that control panel and I want to like try and figure it out so that I could move Bigfoot. Oh, like just see if I can like move Bigfoot so that he's not in immediate danger. Great. Go ahead and roll 1d6. You know what? Since you're navigating him out of danger, let's make it 2d6. Yay. Sounds good. Uh, uh, And this is patient, right? It's patient. You're going to try and keep it cool. Double birthday. (gasps) Double birthday. Yeah. So you immediately figure out these sort of like, it's almost like a crane game, which is not exactly OSHA compliant. Um, But you you move it over. No problem. And you lower Bigfoot safely to the catwalk where he sort of slumps, still unconscious from the horse tranquilizer. But he is out of immediate danger. Chet, Helma, what are you up to as uh, Jerry and Preppy Brian battle their way around you, golf clubs and lacrosse sticks flashing dangerously through the air? I want to try and wake Bigfoot up. As you run over, what are you trying to do to wake him up? Do you still have the shamrock shake? Ooh. Helma, do you have the shamrock shake with you? Well, I gave it back to... To oh, you gave it. That's I right. You gave it to Hank. Oh, okay. I, I thought I had gotten one for everyone. But oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We each have a so, shamrock yeah. shake. Then all right. So <laughs> yeah. I still have the shamrock shake the whole time. It's, so, a, it's a bit melted, but you saw it work like a smelling salt earlier. Right. So I like wave waft the shamrock shake under Bigfoot's nose. Uh, everyone knows that shamrock shakes can counteract ketamine, the active drug of horse <laughs> tranquilizer. <laughs> and sure enough, Bigfoot. Slowly blinks awake, his big, baleful eyes meeting yours. Bigfoot. You saved me. <laughs> My pleasure, bro. 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 That's incredible. You're I don't know if you feel bro. it too. Yeah. I think we have quite a soulful and deep connection. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah like- bro. A single tear just falls yeah. down my cheek. And you watch as a big, fuzzy hand reaches out shakily. And gently wipes it away. <laughs> All right. Helma, what you up to? Well, can I take the dart and try to stick it into Brian? You absolutely can. Yes. This is reckless. It's very uh, reckless. So go oh, ahead and roll a d6. I would say it's a precise action. Uh, but I would say it's precise, but it's recklessly so. Uh, no, I'm just guessing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's gonna be a straight one d six this time. Go for it. Oh Try my and God. jam it into his neck while he's dual wielding lacrosse sticks. Yeah, I'll uh, guide my dice. Mm, I didn't do it. No, it's all right. As you jump up in just a moment of Jedi like prescience, he turns around, sees you coming, and just flicks his lacrosse stick, batting the dart out of your hand, and it flies <gasps> through the air, and lands in the pool of suspicious liquid. What happens to it? Nothing. It just sinks. Okay. I thought it was going to get like eaten by acid or something. Yeah. Okay. It just sinks. Cool. 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 Uh, can I, and, uh, 
can I take a yeah. advantage of him looking away towards uh, Helma and the dart and like sweep the leg with the golf club? Absolutely. Yes. Roll to sweep the leg. This is going to be brawn. So, Rude. and uh, it's, well, it's calculated. Do you want patient or reckless? I, I mean, I'm much better at reckless. <laughs> Let's call it reckless Great. then, because you are, you know, in your golf club blood rage. Yeah, exactly. Sweep the like, leg. <laughs> like uh, and that's 2d6. 2d6, okay. and you want to roll above your number. Ooh, I got one success, one failure. One success, one failure. So you sweep his leg and you watch as he starts to go down. But he twists his body in the air, flashing one of his lacrosse sticks at your face, catching both of your golf clubs and disarming you. They too go flying through the air and landing in the water. He lands on the ground with a thud and like jamming one lacrosse stick in the ground slowly starts to prop himself up. I throw the lightsaber across the across the <laughs> suspicious liquid yeah. to, to arm Jerry. All right, yes. that's let's call this a D6 from both of you. This is a teamwork thing. Yes. So uh, both of you are being reckless here. It's going to be a D6 to throw and a D6 to catch. Ooh, I got a one. And it's I wacky, a- so you can do D6. Is a birthday? Well, I succeeded, though. Oh, yeah, beautiful. And what was that, Jerry? I did not succeed. Jerry, <laughs> as it flies through the air. Jerry doesn't catch you you'll be your- shot puts. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> You're used wow. to launching things. And as it flies through the air, making its beautiful lightsaber noise, what color is the blade? Blue. Blue. A good, noble blue. Of course. And as you hold out your hand to catch it, you watch as another hand reaches out and grabs it in the stead. And Preppy Brian has grabbed onto the lightsaber, having dropped one of his lacrosse sticks to do so. (sighs) I want to run forward and tackle him from behind. All right. That's going to be that's reckless. And that is going to be a 1d6 for you. I beat it. You beat it? I beat it. Oh, God. Yeah. As uh, you run away, Bigfoot tells you, be careful. <laughs> and you <laughs> hurl yourself forward, tackling Preppy Brian. And he goes down hard, the lightsaber popping up out of his hand and into the waiting hands of Jerry. Jerry now wielding the lightsaber. Preppy Brian shrugs you off, Chet, and kicks you aside, sending you rolling, and stands back up to face off once again. One lacrosse stick versus one lightsaber. What happens next? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna sing the like, dun, 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 and just try to like whack him over the head with the lightsaber. Amazing. So yeah, that's your attack. Go ahead and D6 and bronze, so that's 2D6. D6. Is it reckless? Uh, It is reckless. Two successes. Two successes. Yeah. As you, he raises his lacrosse stick in defense and through some divine force, your your fake lightsaber cuts through it as if it were a real lightsaber, shattering the haft of the lacrosse stick and bonks him directly on the head. You watch for a moment and he goes, as he goes cross eyes and looks at you square in the face saying, you win this time, Jerry. And sinks to his knees and slumps into a defeated pose. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I would love to, as he sinks down, just like sink with him going with a middle finger as he goes down to the ground. <laughs> and the last thing he sees today, because he will wake up, he's not dead, um, is Jerry's middle finger in his face. 
Uh, you have defeated Preppy Brian, your rival, who was out to get you. And you, all four of you, stand in the now quiet underground complex in Rock Creek Park <laughs> with a vat of mysterious liquid and Bigfoot still chained. Uh, uh, well, someone, Helma, Helma, would you help me get him out of here? Sure. We'll just unchain Bigfoot. Yeah, and Bigfoot is easily unchained. Preppy Brian didn't do a great job of that. Uh, and he thanks you and slowly rises up to his full height, towering over the four of you. Whoa. Hey, listen, we're going to a birthday party. Would you like to come? There's going to be way more food. That's that's so nice of you. After I stole your car. Yeah, and your presents. And, and the gift card. And you also, and I mean, I spent six months. I mean, it's been six months saving up to make that gift card that you spent all that Taco Bell on, but it's all right. <laughs> if it's so easily forgiven, then yes, I'll join you at this party. I can put aside guilt for this Percy. Hey, look, you know, you're doing us all a big favor about, you know, being real and uh, us not being great, feeling crazy anymore. So, you know. Right, well. Just glad lead, you're all right. Lead the way. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he turns to you, Jerry, and says, oh, I believe I owe you a selfie. <gasps> it would <gasps> it would be an honor, Mr. Bigfoot, sir. He goes, is there a timer in that camera? Yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah. That technology exists. I, I pick up, I pick up Preppy Bryant to make sure his unconscious face is in yes. the picture. <laughs> Amazing. Well, do you think he can sue us for assault or something if we put him in the picture? No, he well, did I guess... sleep dart one of you. Yeah, it's, I it's, have the yeah, boat. I have the boat. You know, to prove we it. have that evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. good. Okay. And Helma, who's gonna believe him? Mm. <laughs> well. <laughs> yep. And uh, so the, there's a flash of the camera as the picture is taken. All of you happy and triumphant, except for Preppy Brian, who is unconscious and probably <laughs> sad for his defeat. You clamber back into the van. There is the faint sound of lovemaking somewhere in the forest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Amidst the, the soft braying of horses as you drive away in the van up Rock Creek Park. The now peaceful nighttime breeze with the, the moon shining gently through the trees. And you pull up to this place in Silver Spring. This apartment complex, you go in the door and up to the apartment, you knock. And when the door opens, there is one Percival Hornack, whose eyes slowly travel upward to see Bigfoot in his doorway. You have made it to the birthday party with most of your presents intact. Happy birthday, Percy. <laughs> Here's your thousand piece puzzle of your face. <laughs> and also, we brought Bigfoot. Yeah. And a smattering of Taco Bell. <laughs> And some sweet, yeah. radical kicks. And Bigfoot looks around and says, and, uh, and, uh, myself. <laughs> you, your friendship is the gift. Maybe the true gift was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Horneck, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. 
Our Oh Dang, Bigfoot Stole My Car With My Friend's Birthday Present Inside game features John John Johnson as the GM, Christopher Dierksen as Hank McGruff, Mieko Gavia as Chet Daystar, Susan W. Rogers as Helma Shrinkley, and Shannon Wade as Geraldine Jerry Winters. Oh Dang, Bigfoot was written by Paul Matijevic. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DNDramaNerds. Check out cast bios on our website, DungeonsAndDramaNerds.com. Leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds. Dungeons and Drama Nerds.